Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Welcome to We Love to Hate Everything. I'm Jody, and along with my long-distance bestie, Amanda, we live to break down all the things we love to hate. Each week, we scour TV, TikTok, and pop culture and deliver you our unfiltered, snarky takes on everything. Take a moment to subscribe on YouTube so you catch all our live streams and shows, and follow the links in the banner to subscribe to our free weekly podcast and two Patreon shows, We Love to Hate TV and Total Request Podcast where you request the shows and we break them down. Once subscribed, you have instant access to our massive library of hundreds of past shows and recaps. We promise you'll love it. And listen, we're all friends here, so let us hear from you in the comments. We love getting to know you and we hope you enjoy the show. All right, let's go. Hello, everyone. Welcome to We Love to Hate Everything. I don't like how big I am in this picture right now, babe. So I'm going to bring in my guest for this week right now. Um, Jody. as we all know, had to take off a few weeks this summer. She's got her kids and, you know, a family and a life and stuff. I don't know what that's like, but let's bring in someone who also has all of those things. And she um, and she has uh, she like what? like uh, breeds snakes or something. Oh, let's talk about it. Oh, I'm bringing in Julie from Resting Bitch Face Podcast. Hi, Julie. Hi, I'm so excited to be here. Did you enjoy all the movement you saw happening during that whole intro there of me spazzing out completely? Yes, yes. I'm just sitting here on mute like everything's going to be okay. It's all good. I'm clicking shit. I'm like fanning myself with my fucking fan. There's like forest fires and there's a heat wave right well, now. I had a mini heart attack too earlier because I have my YouTube set up to give me notifications before the show starts. So I can make sure to be there. Right. And I got to like 30 minute before notification. And I was like, oh, yay, the live is starting. And then I was like, I'm on the live. I'm on it. <laughs> yeah. But and so I then I realized it was like, oh, it's going to be starting soon. So I had a mini heart attack. I thought I was, you know, totally missing it. Yeah. So. Well, anyway, but no, uh, this is our first guest of, of the summer, of this Ooh. cruel summer, if you will, spoiler, <laughs> uh, of the summer. And I couldn't think of someone better to do it with. Julie's Aww. been one of my best friends for several years. I don't even know how we... How did we actually meet? I actually think that thing. my old co-host, Melinda introduced us okay but I think I had been listening to you and Jody Jody used to have this like 
moms and cocktails or what was the name? That's of the right. Podcast? Moms on the rocks. I think. Yes. Moms on the rocks. And I think I heard about Jody from um, Lynette Carolla and Stephanie Waller Taylor's podcast years. I mean, probably like 10 years ago. Um, oh, thank you. Random cat. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I had listened to her forever. And then Melinda was like, I love these podcasters. And then she introduced us. And I mean, it's been a few years now. Yeah. And I like, finagled my way into the podcast gal group you chat. Did. You broke us down, <laughs> but I it's did. like, it's the, it's our, it's the best chat ever where it it's like, does. and I, I harassed Justine for a long time. I was like, what do I have to do to get on all this group chat? And I finally made it. So it's just girls who podcast and we all like, <laughs> we have like a ton of side different conversations going yes. on all the time. It's great. If I don't hear from you guys for the day, I assume that my phone is broken or something. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right, kind of like when just... you made me watch Cyberbully and I was like sitting there like, oh my God, this thing is insane. And nobody was responding to me. I was like, everyone should watch Cyberbully. Uh, <laughs> it's crazy. Okay. Yeah. Let me get a couple of things out of the way here. Now Absolutely. I got, we got a TRP episode drop in this week. And I just need to warn you guys about it because it's, it's bad. It's like probably <laughs> funny for anyone to listen to, but like something was happening with my mic and it kept muting itself. And like, by the end, I was going off the deep end and Jody was like, it's okay. I got this babe. I got this babe. And like, it just, it, it it's a comedy of errors. So I just want you guys to know that, that we're aware of how bad the episode is, but it's also good. Like when we're actually doing the content, it's good. Uh, it's funny. So, but I just want you guys to know that we're aware, but I decided to post it anyway, because I thought you guys will think it's probably funny. Mm -hmm. So there's that. Um, that happens. We'll all love it. I'm sure. I mean, we've all been through it. Mm -hmm. like there's nothing worse than losing a podcast episode like has that yeah. happened to you before oh yeah especially when you have a guest and then you're like oh, oh great thank you for wasting two hours of your time with me yeah. <laughs> but I know it happens to everyone and there's just yes. nothing worse than that and you can't really redo it because you can't recreate the magic mm -hmm. um this week on um our patreon we have uh, oh, I just saw a picture I'm going to put up later. That's really funny. We have, um, I can't find the picture, of course, but it's uh, Sister Wives, and it's uh, season five, six, episode two, Polygamous in a Shark Tank. It's where, And guess what? Robin cries in the episode. They legitimately, did they go on Shark Tank? I cannot no, remember. They go in a tiny little room with like four That's people what I who remember. have like some money. Okay. So there's that. Uh, check that out. And we have uh, Amanda Loves to Hate Teen Mom. Just put up an episode yesterday. New Kids on the Block. This picture, your only listening yeah. is Tyler telling Caitlin, you gained three pounds last week. Because the entire episode is Caitlin being pregnant and Tyler like on the internet being like, you're actually only supposed to gain like five pounds like per week or whatever. And don't I have worry. thoughts on that I'll one. Yeah, well, tell, yeah, what do you think of that? Do you think men should maybe shut the fuck up about it when you're pregnant? I, I think the, uh, I think that the, 
intention was good the execution was bad <laughs> sure i think she did sure. lose she did gain a lot of weight very quickly you shouldn't be gaining that much weight at the beginning so mm-hmm. it is it's it's you could have gestational diabetes like it, you could have all kinds of complications she, she does get gestational diabetes See, it's like it's you know it's it's good advice just done the wrong way but i said this i've said this several times on the show so far is that when you remember like I remember her being so much bigger than she is and she's mm-hmm. not at all. She just has a like really huge knockers. But yeah. other than that, she's like really not that big. Yeah. Um, so that. What else? Uh, date with, uh, oh, date with K and K. I went on a date with Yellow Jackets uh, last week and this was one of the most intense things I've ever done. Because <laughs> <laughs> I totally forgot about it. And then Kimberly messaged me and was like, hey, you still good for tomorrow? And this was like 9 p.m. And I was mm-hmm. like, totally. I'm totally ready. So I had to binge out the entire like series in a day. And I'm like, okay, no, I I, I missed the last three episodes. I couldn't, I couldn't get to them. And then I go on and I'm just kind of watching like all the other guests before me. It's all these like huge podcasts. Like I am like nothing like compared to these people. And they're all of these people know all of these like random conspiracy theories and they're talking about all this random shit that I have never heard of. And I'm like, I thought we were just going to kind of be like, yeah, it's a good show. It's fun. The actors are really good. So check us out on that. I come in about an hour in, but I think I, I think I held it myself together i'm sure well. you were great i we're definitely our own worst critics i haven't had a chance to watch that yet because i haven't finished it i'm only like a few episodes in so what do you think of yellow jackets i just can't get into it anymore i, I, I heard that care. they ha- had like five more seasons set up or something and i'm like why i feel like this should have been a limited series like of yeah. one or two seasons and done um but you Absolutely. know obviously anytime they make money they're just gonna keep popping them out yeah. Right. All right. Uh, mm-hmm. The Tonys are tonight. Do you have any thoughts? Oh, I never watched the Tonys. Oh, really? I thought you were Maybe. a music theater gal. I do. Yeah, I do love musical theater. I'd never, I just, I don't have cable, so I don't watch those types of things that are on cable TV. But maybe now that you've introduced me to TikTok lives, where I can just watch someone else's cable. It's a hidden secret. They're going to definitely figure that out soon and like make sure that people can't do it anymore. But for now, guys, like if you don't have cable, you can easily go on TikTok and just type Uh in like Vanderpump Rules live and it'll come right up. For the Vanderpump Rules finale, the reunion finale, I was like, oh, they're going to shut this down any second now. Like I'm only I'm going to have to find a second backup. And no, perfectly fine stream the whole time. I have no idea how you can do that. Uh, Cindy Peterson says, I'm done with Yellow Jackets. I had to force myself to finish the season. I mean, even, even Jody said, like, she watched the whole season up until, like, the last 10 minutes and then was like, I just, mm-hmm. I can't. I don't care. Well, I keep hearing there's some kind of supernatural aspect to it, and I just don't like stuff like that. I want to know neither. this could actually happen. That's what I want to experience when I watch something that freaks me out. And so that's Agreed. why I kind of, like, haven't been thrilled to go through it very quickly. The relish tray says Julie has the most calming voice, which isn't which isn't good because I got five <laughs> hours of sleep. Good morning, everyone. Don't I hope I don't put you to sleep. I'm sorry. <laughs> Wait, what about my super nasally masky voice? <laughs> I'm, I'm not putting anyone to sleep. <laughs> Wait, but hold on one second because you mentioned the TRP episode, but you didn't tell us what it's about. Oh, it's the next big thing, New York. 
Okay, I remember. It's problematic as fuck. Okay, I know that I've watched some of that when it came out. What year did that come out in? Okay, well, here's the thing. I watched, I bought, I mean, I I buy almost every episode because I have to because I'm in Canada. But you can write them off on your, you can write them off on your taxes, Julie. Did you know that? Yes, it's a business expense. (laughs) It's a business expense. (laughs) But, um. I watched, I found it and I watched it. I mean, it did I you like, file your taxes, Amanda? <laughs> I did. Well, my aunt is my accountant. So, and of my course. mom, I mean, my mom is on top of that shit. <laughs> Good. Amanda, this is what You'll I need to from you. to the U.S. soon. Maybe. <laughs> I mean, they already took the money out of my bank account. So what else could I do for them? <laughs> but I found this episode and I'm watching it. And I'm like, this is weird. It was like these like really shitty, like Staten Island kids that are like doing hip hop. And I'm like, why am, why were we assigned to this? And then I checked it out and there's actually a totally different show called the next big thing <laughs> from 2012 and wow. features this uh, really shitty guy. I forget what his name is. He has like this weird name, like Warner or Hampton or something. Mm -hmm. And he coaches girls on their college auditions. And the way he coaches the girl in this episode is by being like, look, your schnoz is so freaking big. Like, there's no way you're making it in this business. So you're getting a nose job. So he forces her to get a nose (gasps) job. That was his like coaching. And are they singers or? Yeah. So, okay. So it's like the swan or for singers no it's not even that he's just a he's just a dick he's just like no you need there's no way you're making it in this business and then her audition song was uh i'm the greatest star from funny girl which is like a jewish character it's like you can you you shaved off your nose so Uh now like now you can't be in any of these like great shows featuring jewish people i mean i guess she could but he's just like there's no roles for you there's nothing there's nothing no one would ever cast you in a musical so it's just all sorts of fucked up and I was getting riled up and then my mic stopped working and I was, it was just such a disaster but you guys will like oh my god i can't wait i'm excited that sounds great Okay. Uh, <laughs> Ritu says, there is no legal way to access Sister Wife's newest season when it aired last fall. Had to watch it on Facebook. I didn't even know you could do that. Huh. Nice. Last night I found it airing in the middle of the night, totally taping the episodes. Oh, tell me, you're fr- tell me you grew up in the 90s without telling me you grew up in the 90s. You're taping the episodes? Taping. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the, oh, my God. I would stay home every Friday and watch South Park, and I would tape it, and I would, like... <laughs> I would like stop it when a commercial would start and then like started like I would edit out oh, commercials by myself. So nostalgic. Yeah. Um, speaking of sister wives, does anybody oh correspondent jeans in the chat? She said, wouldn't a nose job possibly affect her singing voice? Uh, yes. Yeah. Why do you yeah. think I didn't get rid of this schnoz? That's scary. Yeah, yeah. Anytime that you have any type of work done here, it's anywhere I mean, here. Yeah. I had to uh, maybe I should have I had a I oh go ahead. I was going to say, maybe I should have gone on Next Big Thing because um, I don't know if we've had this discussion or not before, but I auditioned for American Idol. Oh, I wasn't allowed first... to, Julie. Why? Because I'm Canadian. Oh, but there's Canadian Idol. Right? I know, but I was in the U.S. that whole time. Oh, my God. That's it's not like fair. My, it's like my computer and phone. 
Well, you didn't miss out on much because um, they didn't even let me through the first audition. So, <laughs> well, fuck that. I did audition well, for uh, the next the acapella star or something. Oh, cool! Like, I, I was in an acapella group in New York. That sounds awful. That sounds like a nightmare to me. Acapella it was a nightmare. It was yeah. Awful. That's hard. I did. Um, I was a Victorian caroler at Dollywood Amanda. I've been a Victorian season. caroler too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Actually, that was the easiest gig I had because we went all over the park singing. And if the if it was raining or something, we didn't have to work that day, but we still got paid. If we went and did a performance somewhere in the community, we got a full day's pay for one performance. I think we did probably a TV spot or something. And you're literally working like 10 minutes and you get paid for your full day. You go home. It was fantastic. Now, we were talking earlier this morning about you sent a tiktok of like a singing telegram girl (laughs) and i was like you just unlocked a like a core (laughs) college memory for me where i worked as a singing telegram girl and it was it's it's like it's like me being super grover it's really good money for (laughs) 10 minutes of work yeah but but your soul you're selling your soul Mm -hmm. for this and it's just 10 minutes of pure embarrassment and (laughs) self-hatred Yeah, I mean, this chick shows up in like a giant heart costume. Yeah, I didn't have to do that. (laughs) She's at the gym. She comes to the gym to sing sexy thing to this guy who's like super hot. And I'm like, yeah, I would want to die. But probably great money. But the reason I sent that to you was not I had no idea that you had been a telegramist before. Uh But I was thinking of when you were in middle school and your dad sent... Oh, the barbershop quartet. The barbershop quartet. Yep. Well, I was in gym class wearing my, uh, oh my gym God. clothes. That's what I was thinking of. And I was asking if it gave you PTSD. So, I mean, anything relating to theater just gives me PTSD. Yeah. I remember one of the singing telegram things I did, I had to, it was at, at ASU on campus. I had to walk into a classroom. This was on Valentine's Day. Oh my God, this is so tragic. <laughs> I had to walk in and interrupt the class. The teacher didn't even know this was going to happen, but we, I like, wait. it was me and like one other person, I think. And we had to like interrupt the class and we're like, we're here to give somebody a Valentine's Day gift. And it was like, Jenny and Chris, come on down. Oh and my God. nothing happened. And then we found out later that day that she had broken up with him that morning. <laughs> so That is the video. greatest. <sighs> Awful. That's amazing. Yeah. Uh, anyway, oh, we were talking about the Tonys. But I was just going to ask, uh, what's your favorite Tony performance? But you don't watch the Tonys. I have no idea. I don't ever watch the Tonys. It's just something that I don't think I never remember. Or I, you guys talk about it like every year. So I, that's what I listen to and go off of. All right. Well, they're on tonight. So uh, I okay. was going to go over to Daphne's, but they're airing like half the first half on Pluto TV. And then the second half you have to watch on like ABC family or something. I'm, like, I'm not doing all this. There's no way Ron's figuring out how to. <laughs> <laughs> so no. Oh, that's interesting. That's weird. All right, let's see what else I got on my docket here. Uh, okay, real important piece of info here. The Curious Case of Natalia Grace. Let's talk mm-hmm. about that. Now, it already ended. Me and Jody have talked about it. But I could listen every week of my entire life to people talking about people's thoughts. Yeah. Thoughts. And I mean, we've, gotten in, one, we've gotten in fights on the group chat about that. Number one question. <laughs> uh-huh. child, Like, you know, innocent abuse child or 
evil mastermind adult. Which one do you think? Okay. I like our original fight was that you were like, she was clearly a child. And I'm like, no, this is an adult. And my mom thought she was an adult. And, uh, after watching it, I'm like, she was a kid. Mm -hmm. I mean, they show a lot of photos and videos. And if you just zero in on her face, that is the face of a child. That is Can true. you imagine being eight years old and being dropped off at an apartment complex to live by yourself? What? I might love it, actually. <laughs> I, I My love kid can barely make ramen noodles. Like, that's not happening, babe. Right, right. She's almost uh, 16. <laughs> <laughs> can you imagine? Yeah. Mm. Uh, all that said, though, she did come after her parents or like didn't she like didn't she try to like drag her mom into like an electric fence she's literally like she was like the height of a chucky doll and you're trying to tell me <laughs> that she grabbed a full-grown woman and dragged her to an electric fence all right well let's she, like say superhuman so she wasn't successful but what if this child was trying to drag you toward an electric fence i'd be like but i don't want to say that that even happened that that's true. I mean, Michael. Where seems, are the, uh, where are the Michael's witnesses? a reliable narrator? Exactly. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah. yeah. Um, I little little news here. Uh, what are you, what are your thoughts? Uh, are you a are you a meat eater, Ju Julie? Yes. Yeah. You like chicken? Yep. You know who else likes oh. chicken? Howie the crab. <laughs> you sent us a photo. See, I'm not as disturbed as. I <laughs> Jody, I do think it's strange, but I have a lot of strange pets as well. Um, you sent us a picture the other day in the group chat. What was it of? It was of Howie's mom and Howie was like crawling all over her back. Like as like, and she was like in her hair. Yeah, as, that's. Like, as if she was a hair thing. Uh, this is a picture of Howie with a crocheted like roasted chicken hat <laughs> on her head. Honestly, I'm a fan of anybody that can make something out of nothing. And Howie the Crab's mother has made something out of nothing. So good for you. Like, like bad baby, the catch me outside girl and Howie the Crab's mom. Good for you, girl. Now you own like a, a petting zoo in your I I mean, I have two dogs, a cat. Um, we have a pet rat. We have breeder rats for our snakes. We have snakes. We have all kinds of stuff. Yeah. It's a zoo. I was bit by a rat one time. I had to get a tetanus shot. Yeah, it happens. Yeah. It was a pet rat. Uh, <laughs> now, is this something that you've always just kind of had or is this like no this is my husband's passion project for sure ah, you know okay. we uh we went into a pet store one day or two like a reptile shop one day and we saw this beautiful all white ball python snake and uh my husband's like yeah i used to breed those and i'm like that's fucking weird um and we took him home and i fell in love with him and chicken of the sea that's hilarious <laughs> that's a good one um yeah, so then we we just ended up it's his passion project so we breed ball pythons and yeah i think they're cool all different i don't i don't mind uh, snakes or reptiles like the yeah. bugs bother me yeah, i breed bugs for my crested geckos but mealworms yeah. and dubia roaches they're kind of gross but that's good it's good for them 
Jesus Christ. I know. So it's you live weird. In a house with just, like bugs. And we go to conventions and everything, but I can promise you when we go to conventions, we actually make sales. Unlike certain sister wives. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Kevin McMichael says uh, Daphne needs to crochet Howie a hat. Don't give her any ideas, Kevin. Oh. All right. Um, let's talk about. Oh, you know what? I got really excited because you said something the other day and I was like this is one per this is a person finally in my life that I can talk to about this movie <laughs> and it's a requiem for a dream you like this movie I love this movie everyone thinks I'm a psycho for this being my it, favorite movie I mean Tusk is one of my favorite movies too well so. I mean I got on the docket <laughs> oh my god <laughs> <laughs> okay Wow. You're okay. First of all, you're not comparing Tusk to Requiem for no, a Dream. No, 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 no. It's definitely on another level. Um, Requiem for a Dream is fucking fantastic. Like Jared Leto is insane. I mean, it's I just so good. Ellen Burstyn, like, like you were saying, like rushing around her house cleaning like a maniac, so good. Is anyone else out there like Requiem for a Dream? Because if you, like, it's mm. not an easy watch. Oh. But it is an easy watch if you just want to watch four amazing performances of, like, yeah. these are all Oscar-worthy performances. If you want that, mm -hmm. watch this. And also the commentary yeah. is so good by Darren Aronofsky. Oh, I've He's never my favorite watched director. that. I would really, I don't know how I you get your hands it. on that. But it's so good. And... Ellen Burstyn, she wasn't even a front runner of that Oscars. She was kind of just like a, yeah, Ellen Burstyn. That's because people are uncomfortable with movies that make them really deeply feel something. And Requiem for a Dream will deeply make you feel something. And yeah. I love movies like that because I feel like so much of life is just like going along with things. So if I can sit down and see something that makes my skin crawl or makes me feel like sick to my stomach because I'm feeling so deeply about it, that's why I love it. It's so people in people in the chat like it. Good. These are people. Mm -hmm. Jody hates it. I made her watch it for a TRP episode and she was like pissed at me. She was mostly upset about the ass to ass part. The, oh the, yeah, I'm like that's the most upsetting part too. It's like, very that uncomfortable. Was... It's it's a very memorable video. It's a very memorable scene because when you are deeply in addiction, you will literally do anything to get your fix. I like chill. And that's yeah. what it shows you. It's like you know you go from being like a normal everyday person to someone who's willing to just go down and do anything. Yeah, and that's what the movie's about, is just watching, yep. it's just seasons, it's three mm -hmm. seasons, it's not even four seasons, just showing like, look how great things are right here where you're just kind of smoking pot and doing a little bit of coke and heroin, mm -hmm. and Ellen Burstyn is just on these weight loss drugs, mm -hmm. uh, and it's just show. and then the next season, things are kind of getting worse, and then that winter sequence, it just goes it winter. It is just it, a snowball effect. It is awful. Holy shit. And they do this really cool effect where they have, like, they do that thing where, like, the person is wearing, like, a body cam that's, like, focused mm -hmm. on their face. So, like, as they're walking, it's, like, all, like, disoriented. Mm -hmm. And there's this amazing score with it. Um, and, and and then Ellen Burstyn has this monologue in the middle of it about the red dress. Mm -hmm. Remember that? Where yes. she's talking to Jared Leto. And she's like, mm -hmm. I, she's like, what am I living for, Harry? I... I 
Like, why am I washing the dishes? I mean, I do them, but why mm -hmm. am I, why am I doing them? I have nothing. Yeah. And as somebody who's struggled with my weight my entire life and has done everything from the diet pills to weight loss surgery to get my weight under control, I absolutely can totally and completely relate to that feeling yeah. that if you could just get into that red dress, if you could just lose those 20 pounds, like your whole life would be different. Um, and I just, I can relate to it. Oh, man. and yeah. And then like, this is kind of a spoiler, but like not really in that winter sequence, which is kind of the end of the end. She's walking around the city, like all like tweaked out and she's wearing the red dress and it's like way too baggy on her because she's mm. lost so much weight. But even as like, especially as someone who again also like struggles with their weight. I uh, you watch that and I'm like, even though I know that she's going to go off the deep end, I'm like, I kind of wish I had those drugs. Yeah, because she because she does get skinny really fast. Yeah. so it's a uh, yeah. it's, it's my, amazing. My issue has always been food addiction. I try to be really open about like my struggles with food and everything. But you know, the worst thing is that being addicted to something that you have to have in your life every day to survive. I can't tell you how many times I thought to myself, I wish I was addicted to drugs. I wish. Yeah. Because then at least I would be skinny. Or at I've, least I I've would be able to hide. to as a, you have to walk the tiger three times a day. It's not yeah. like like drugs where you like can quit and never do it again. Mm -hmm. You have to eat. Yeah. Throughout. If you're an alcoholic, you cannot go to bars. You cannot have mm -hmm. alcohol in your house. So, I, I mean, oh, man. But anyway, I've not guys, seen men. I don't know what that's about, but I like being uncomfortable. I've so. heard of that on my, on, I, I listen to a lot of film podcasts. Mm -hmm. It's kind of, it's apparently kind of funny, but in like a really fucked up way. And then Kevin says, have you seen the barbarian? Justin Long is in it and it's as fucked mm -hmm. up as tough. Now you love barbarian, right? I love the first half of barbarian. Which one is Barbarian? So it's the one where um, the guy who plays Pennywise in the new It. I Got it. Yeah. The mother, right? Yes. Yes. Okay. So the first half of that movie is brilliant because it's like this woman is doing everything right. She's not drinking from the glass that he pours for her. She's sleeping in the bedroom with the door locked. She's taken a photo of his ID to send to a friend. Like she's just doing everything right, but you know that something is wrong and it makes you uncomfortable, you know, going down into the basement it makes you uncomfortable. But the second that it switches into this weird off the yeah, wall. It's, it's like a bait and switch, right? Which I kind of like. Yes. It's like psycho. I didn't like it. It's like you think it's going some way, but now it's like, oh no, now we're going to follow this story. I didn't like that because I loved the whole, is this a good guy? Is this a bad guy feeling yeah. mm -hmm. that that first half gave me? And so I actually, I made my husband watch the first half of it. And then that moment where you see what's really going on, um, as soon as that happened, I turned it off and I was like, that's all you have to watch. You're going to hate the second half. <laughs> the first half is so good. Oh, man. Have you ever seen the movie Hard Candy with yes. Elliot Page? That yes. is a great movie too. Mm -hmm. See guys, this is the kind of conversations I can't have with Jody because she doesn't like weird shit. But yeah. Julie and Justine, like honestly... We well, love uh, listen shit. to Resting Bitch Face. They are constantly talking about like scary movies that I've I always hear about, but mm -hmm. I'm never going to watch because yeah. there's like I'm. I not, mean, Justine I don't just why you like them, but Justine I like just went this weekend to Comic Con. 
I think it was in Niagara Falls. And she has all these pictures that she took with Damien Leone, who's like the creator of Terrifier, and uh, David Howard Thornton, who is the Art the Clown in Terrifier and Terrifier 2. And so we were both so stoked. I was like, oh my God, it's so cool. I wish I could have gone. What makes you like that kind of stuff? It's so like... The, the images like just stick in my mind so much and they're so horrific. It's, I don't know what it's creative it. and it's different and it makes me feel something. I feel like, you know, now in, in these days, everything is being remade. There's almost no creative new ideas. We're just remaking everything that we've all seen before. It's predictable. It's the same. I don't want to watch something that feels like I wasted my time. I want to feel something. I want to be surprised by something. I've actually gotten to the point, and I, I told Justine, I'm at the point where I no longer watch trailers for movies because they give you everything in the trailer. I never do either. You go to the movie, right. you know everything that is going to happen. And so I, I will look at a little blurb of the basic idea of what the movie is about, and then I'll go see the movie, and I enjoy it so much better. Like Scream 6. I did not watch a trailer for Scream 6. I love the Scream movies. I thought that movie was fantastic. I right, maybe I I'll watch that next. I do love Scream. That's like very much my childhood. So maybe I'll watch that. I would say I don't... Scream 2, Scream 6 was my second favorite after the original. It was very oh. good. Yeah. Well, I might as well buy that today and knock that out. Yeah. I, I'm on this weird TikTok thing where it's like, all these pages that show like 10 minute clips of movies every day and then they just upload the next one. So I'm enjoying that kind of watching. Yeah. Where I just get a little taste and then I can walk yeah. away. I love it. Um, Black right. Swan Gothica said that um, Doug Bradley from Hellraiser goes to the conventions a lot. Justine has a photo with him too. So that was cool. Black Swan, another uh, Darren Aronofsky movie yes. that I loved. Black Swan is uncomfortable. Have you seen um, Midsummer? No, I won't watch that. It Why? that I can already tell it's gonna just because images live in my head so much that like okay. I can't get over See, it. See, and so, I like, like that. That's why I love Tusk so much. And like, you know, a lot of people. I would say probably ninety percent of the people that listen to me talk about Tusk all the time and finally watch it will be like, this is disgusting. I hated this. Why does she like it? But the reason that I like it is because <laughs> God. like, I mean, let's get into our Tusk discussion. It was all leading up to this really anyway. Okay. It just, it makes you again, uncomfortable and you think about it all the time. It, it's just like, for me, I think about Tusk all the time and because it's I weird. I do too, and I hate different. it. It's so awful. But to me, awful. that means something. If you think about it, especially if you don't even want to think about it and you're thinking about it, it made an impression on you. It. Mm -hmm. Tell me how many other movies, Requiem for a Dream, you know, there's only a handful of movies that make such a strong impression on you that you think about it. And that's why I like it. It made an impression. Hereditary, too. Somebody said Hereditary. Hereditary I mean, that is scene, an amazing movie, but that I would compare to, um, I would compare that to Requiem for a Dream and that I can handle mm -hmm. the horror of it because Tony Collette's acting performance is God. so freaking amazing. It's amazing. Yeah, I mean, God, Tony Collette. loving her voice, really. Thank you, guys. Oh, my God. <laughs> Neopets. I was just talking to someone about Neopets the other day. I was like, do you remember Neopets? 
was obsessed. So oh, people good. are telling me to like mids uh, to watch Midsummer. Midsummer. It's very creepy. It very, I mean, but if you don't like stuff, if you don't want to continuously think about certain, you know, scenes in Midsommar, then you shouldn't watch it. But I love it. Yeah. But I remember I just heard, I think on a podcast, this one, like when was Tusk? Like 2012, Fifth, 13? Is it that old? Oh, 14. I, I know think. it was when I lived in like a certain apartment in New York. So, But I heard on a podcast someone saying, if Kevin Smith directed it, right? He like cre so basically the idea came from some almost like a creepy pasta or something that someone had submitted some story and he was talking about it on his podcast and people were like oh my god you have to make a movie out of this you have to turn this into something and that's what happened like I think that 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 listener that submitted it got like a writing credit or a creative credit in the movie and pretty much I think they had like a one million dollar budget. Which obviously ninety nine percent of that had to go to special effects, right? It like, had to, yeah. So pretty much everyone in that movie did it for free. It's like Johnny Depp's daughter. Johnny Depp was in the movie uncredited. He's not and, credited uh, at all. Uh, Freaking uh, uh, Six Sense was in it. Yeah, Haley Joel Osment, yeah. Justin <laughs> Long, like everybody in that movie basically was made it for free. So. I mean, like, it's just, I just love it. I love the story of it. It creeps me out. I think about that, that photo that you put up. I think about that all the time. Yeah. I mean, and the ending, I, the ending is so <laughs> freaking tragic. And well, I had heard on a podcast. So ridiculous. Quentin Tarantino had said in an interview that Tusk was the most fucked up movie he'd ever seen. And so that obviously intrigued me. And like, if yeah. Quentin Tarantino finds this fucked up. <laughs> exactly. Um, so I kind of looked up what it was about and I was like, holy shit. And then I found it on, again, this was like early, early 2010s, but um, I found it on YouTube where like you have to play the clip in like a tiny little corner of the screen so that it doesn't get like flagged. Oh, yeah, so I yeah. watched it in a tiny corner of a YouTube clip, kind of scrolling ahead and just the shit that I saw in that. And it's not even really like gory it's just yeah. it's like silence of the lambs where it's such an emotional yep like it's, killer it's a journey it's you know it's not something you're gonna watch and be like oh man that should have won an oscar like it, it definitely is not but it will stick with you and you'll think yeah. about it a lot I, sure. I put it on the same vein as human centipede where it's like this is such a weird idea but like mm-hmm Justine and I talked that. about that on our last episode of Wrestling Bitch Face too, because we were like, it, it's one of a human centipede sticks with you. You think about it. And yeah. when you think about it, it's not super gory. And you actually don't see a lot. You don't see anything. No. No. It's all in your head. And that's what makes it so great. Is it's something that you think about that bothers you, that makes you uncomfortable, but you didn't have to see all the goriness of it. Uh, Mandesha says there's a Japanese horror movie that is beloved by everyone that I watched maybe an hour of and had to turn it off to this day. I can't even speak about it because it makes me nauseated. Is it a uh, green room or something like that? Or um, audition? I don't know. Green Again, room, I, I think, I think green room is not, I don't think that's Japanese. I'm thinking of Mandesha, why would you like, leave a comment like that and not tell us who it is. Yeah. Figure out what that what is. is. Come on. Uh, yeah. 
Yeah, human centipede though. Uh, I mean, every. I mean, if I was in the front, I mean, everyone's dying within ten seconds. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like coming. It's already coming. So you'd I have to even... lie. You'd have to tell that guy you you're constipated all the time, so he'd put you in the back. <laughs> I don't want to be in the back. That person dies first. Well, then you'd have to tell the truth, <laughs> and you'd be in the front. I mean, I'm blasting out shit water to these two people behind me. <laughs> Like every 10 minutes. Um, okay. <laughs> so what, what else we got here? Um, Requiem for a Dream, Tusk. Um, what else have you, you... Oh, Cruel Summer. Let's talk about Cruel Summer. Really yeah, quickly. let's lighten the mood a little bit. Yeah. yeah I mean, <laughs> my God. But uh, what, do we, what do we think about it? So last night I watched the first two episodes. I loved the first season of Cruel Summer. This is very mm-hmm. ABC family teen drama it's by free form so that's basically the same thing right um first season fantastic second season what i love about this show is that you are constantly guessing you're going back and forth you know what happened the whole first episode you think a certain person has died and then you find out because you know someone's going to die and like the the timeline is really good Mm -hmm. because like She'll be wearing overalls for like one timeline and then she'll be like kind of gothic or emo in another timeline. Yes. And like you said last night, the freaking record, uh, the uh, what's called the record the soundtrack. Drop, the soundtrack is so, within the first three minutes, you hear three songs so that are good. that bring you right back to. Oh like, yeah. Your- the first 30 seconds, they play My Own Worst Enemy by Lit, which is like one of my yeah. favorite 90s songs. And it just puts you in that moment. You remember like what you were doing and what part of your life when that song was coming out. I also like how they changed the colors, the color scheme from mm-hmm. the camera. You know, you go from like a bright color, you know, crisp white kind of aspect to this dingy, almost like sepia toned camera. Mm-hmm. I love how they play with the lighting and then you're kind of in a blue, darker hue. It's just, it's a good show it, and again, it's not going to win any awards for its performances, but I love to be thinking about what happened. What happened here? Yeah. I it, bought the good. whole season on Amazon for like 16 bucks. Nice. So uh, yeah. Amanda says it is audition. Okay. Everyone, everyone's guessing it's probably audition. Yep. So um, I've yeah. not seen that. Um, but I think it's like a, a girl, it's like a revenge torture. Thing. See, and I'm not such a fan of like a suit. Now I do love Terrifier. That's one thing. But mm-hmm. I'm not a super fan of the torture gore stuff. I yeah. like an implied gore. Thank you. Yeah. And I don't mind a jump scare either. I love it. Oh, I love scare. jump scares. Yeah. Love it. Like one of my favorite moments in movies that nothing is even happening, but where the whole, I was in a movie theater and the whole audience went, whoa, was in shit what's it called paranormal activity okay where it shows just the it has like the tracker of the time mm-hmm. and it just shows her like like standing over her boyfriend's bed and it, the time is just going and yes going. yes like creepy the whole audience went oh <laughs> <laughs> now i'm not really a fan of those movies because i don't like the paranormal stuff but um i did see one of those movies in the theater and i did i do remember that feeling of oh what's gonna happen here uh-huh see that's um, the kind of horror movie i like where you're not seeing anything but it's more like mm-hmm. 
Holy shit. Uh, Dakota Blue Sky says Tusk. I can't even handle misery. Well, misery, misery seems more kind of graphic, right? We got like leg breaking and stuff like that. No, we got foot break. Like, I mean, I can Ugh. literally never watch. I don't think I've ever like, seen that full movie. Like watching yeah. my own ankle break in both directions. Oh. Uh, also, there's another Stephen King movie with Kathy Bates called Dolores Claiborne, which is. Oh, I've never seen that. Oh, Julie, watch it today. Is it good? Okay. Oh, God, it's so good in the way they. Here's a cool fact a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact you can get short term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for, but you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. The cinematography, you will okay. fucking love it. Please watch Dolores Claiborne. Okay. Um, but yeah, I'm going to keep watching Cruel Summer. I think it's good. Think yeah. It's, yeah, it's, it's not going to win any awards, but like, it's an easy <laughs> watch. Like, Yellow Jackets got way too like intense where I'm like, do I have to pay attention to this right now? Latrice, yeah. I need you to figure out what you're doing and fuck off. <laughs> uh, people are talking about, oh, where is Jody? Katrina says, uh, she's just taking a few weeks off for the summer, like random weeks. So I'm going to have guests. And uh, they're all some of my best friends. So you guys should, you know, still tune in. We can all talk to each other. Uh, Brooke Daly says, movies like Taken and Hostel are too much for me. Agreed. Nothing else really scares me. I want to make my daughters watch watch them before leaving for college. But I don't know if I can do them a second time. Yeah, we'll definitely make your daughter watch a lot of documentaries too. True crime documentaries. Oh, I just started a documentary. It is so disturbing. I... Uh, it's called How to Create a Sex Scandal. It's on HBO. Okay. Have you heard of that? Mm-hmm. I've scrolled through it like a thousand times because I thought that it was going to be something different than it was. But 
it's basically about this like swingers club in a small town in Texas. And I'm like, okay, whatever. I, I've scrolled past it a hundred times. Well, it's basically not about that. It's about like child abuse and all kinds of crazy stuff. But then you're wondering as you get through a little bit, is it true? And that's where it starts to get interesting. It's a very, it's kind of like the story back in the 80s where people were saying all this awful, awful things about like this preschool. Do you remember that? During the satanic panic, they were saying, oh, at this preschool, they were abusing all these children and like talking about like sacrificing them and stuff like that. And it ended up all being a bunch of bullshit. It's kind of like that, where it's like you hear this crazy story, it's insane, and then things start to unravel where you're asking yourself, did this actually happen? Is this all a lie? So that's where I am. It is pretty disturbing. There's this play called, and it's also a movie called The Children's Hour. Have you heard of that? It's about like two teachers that are female and like this scandal comes out that they're lesbians do and uh and then like they get it's this whole scandal and then you kind of spend the whole time thinking like were they in love with each other or weren't they and it is revealed at the end but it has obviously a tragic ending because it takes place in like 30s or 40s or something mm. so that's fun but speaking let's well, let's continue with sex scandals and talk about Debelle of Debal this week Mm. shiny happy people Duggar family secrets now I knew nothing about the Duggar family leading right. up to this whatsoever I didn't I knew that Josh Duggar looks exactly like my ex-boyfriend bacon fingers in Ew. his mugshot yeah real cool but he I knew that he had you know molested kids but mm-hmm. I didn't realize that it was his own siblings until I watched this documentary mm-hmm now, yeah. I've only watched two episodes of this. You watched the whole thing. Right. There's four episodes. So I think you can, I, I didn't realize I had finished it. I was like, on the last two minutes, I'm like, I'm going to go finish it thinking there was extra episodes. But um, I have been kind of watching the Duggars throughout the years. Uh, I was a Christian for the first 30 years of my life. So I kind of like paid what attention. kind of Christian were you? Like Just non denominational, nothing crazy. Okay. Um, just, you know, your normal cult religion right well I, I was cold I was Catholic but like like okay yeah, yeah. I went to like, like a Roman Catholic Easter service with my aunt once and on Easter oh, and it was uh it was, I've, I've, sung, I've sung a lot of those it's and it's interesting yeah, there's a lot of like water being splashed on people like <laughs> they'll, like Easter was the time where the priests will also like baptize new people coming into the church and like on Holy Thursday, the priest will go around and you sing something like one verse over and over and he washes people's feet with his hands. Mm-hmm. It's a whole yeah. thing. It's a thing. Yeah. So I grew up non-denominational Christian and kind of the Duggars were on my radar just as like Christian programming and they kind of made everything look so sweet and wonderful. And Michelle just speaks with this voice that is so ridiculous. Nobody talks like that. Um, And so they seemed like this perfect family. I remember in one of the first seasons, they've got all the kids helping build their house. Like they built their own massive house for all these people to live in. Um, And then when that, when that, Thing broke about Josh Duggar. Everything went crazy. But so who you was surprised? Know- like, were people surprised? Yes, I believe so. So the first, the first revelation was that he had molested some of his sisters, and 
then you see the girls going on TV and everything. And they're talking about like, we've forgiven him. We wish this had never come out. I mean, how, how traumatic to not only have something like that happen to you, but to also have to go out and talk about it to the public. Yeah. It's, it's completely re-traumatizing. Um, and it was shocking and surprising and nothing really came of it. The girls kind of all said like, we've, we've recovered from this. We've done our therapy. Everything's going to be okay. And then you didn't really hear anything for a little bit. So you never had heard anything really. You kind of just knew they were a Christian family. I was always kids. part of Jody's, like the one Facebook group orchard of snark. And I, so I would always see, but it was like when, uh, when Christine left Cody and I just didn't, I was like, oh, some woman left Cody, like one right. of the wives left. And it was a right. huge deal, but I didn't realize it. That's kind of how this is where I was like, oh yeah, I mean, that makes sense that yeah. I mean, this, this whole, this whole thing is just why, what is the, um, why are these men doing this? Is it just for the power or is it because they hate women so much? Or like, I don't understand why they want so many children brought into the world and for women to, is it, is it just a power trip thing? And is it learned or is it within so, you? From a Christian standpoint, you are told go out and multiply. And basically right. meaning we are raising and creating vessels that will go into the world and teach our ethics our ideas, you know, our gospel, and then those people will become leaders in our world. So it really is like Black, Black Swan Gothic has said world domination. That's pretty much it. They, they just kind of think that the more children that you have that can go out into the world and work in the government and, you know, serve in missions. And I, that's why they, they go all over the world. And, and yeah, and it is, it is like Cody Brown where it's just, he's just so fucking proud of himself. Look mm -hmm. what a man I am that I, I put my seed in, you know, 23 kids or however many kids they fucking mm -hmm. have. It's, it's gross. Uh, I will say now my favorite part of this documentary so far and, and like i would watch tusk a million times before wanting to sit through this part again <laughs> is where that pastor shows an entire like stadium how to spank a child oh. how to spank a young boy i i am not like thrown off by that stuff at all like i i don't really care about watching stuff about people or children but mm. that was like my heart was breaking. That was yeah. horrible to watch. Mm -hmm. I don't know how that was like for you, who is a mother of a son. What, oh, what, is, what was that like to watch that? I mean, my kid has been spanked one time in their entire life, like as right. they ran oh, out into the street and spanking. almost got hit by a car. Right. <laughs> like, but this was like a tender, like, like lovely spanking. And oh, rough. from what I can see, I believe that this book is still available on Amazon. People were losing their mind on that. Okay. Yes. We'll, we'll talk about that, Karen. I didn't realize that was the first one. Um, 
but there's this book. It's like how to train up a child. And basically what they're doing is they're teaching you. They're teaching their babies. They are putting babies on a blanket. The blanket training. Yes. As the baby tries to kind of crawl away or explore, they're being hit. They're being hit with rods. They're being hit with whatever is around and teaching them. To get rid of the sin that they're born with. Like the, so that they're obedient. I mean, it's basically the exact opposite of how I have raised my child. I have raised my child to question everything, to like stand up for yourself, to, you know, it's, it's a complete opposite. Um, I've basically may have raised a version of Addie from. (laughs) Oh, from uh, from Addie. Yeah. Yeah, Uh, But yeah, so, I mean, that's basically how they start. They're starting with babies that are so terrified to question Mm -hmm. anything or to travel outside of their boundaries that they just take that into their life in the future so that they're easy to manipulate and control from day one. It's sick. It's very, very sick. Um, Going back. Yeah, tell us about the Ashley Madison thing. So the Ashley Madison thing was that. Uh, several years ago, did you hear about Ashley Madison's like credit card and email addresses being? I remember when that was released, and I think that Snooki's husband Gianni was on there. Ooh, a lot of people were on there, and apparently they're not smart Shocker. enough to like use prepaid Astute debit cards them. or yeah. email addresses. But yeah, Josh Duggar's email address was attached to an Ashley Madison account, which is a hundred percent designed for people who want to have affairs and cheat on their spouses. That's, it's all, it's all about like confidentiality and secrecy and how to have affairs. So that went crazy. Um, And then they started to reveal additional things. I think there was like a porn star that came out and said that she had had sex with Josh Duggar. Yeah, I remember Um, seeing that. And so kind of the eye was on him. That was one of the first things that came out. And then the daughters, the sisters being molested by him. And then they ended up finding uh, child sex abuse materials on his computer. So fun, crazy on his work computer. Why does anyone think in these days that they're going to be able to? Because I think men are just so confident that they just become brazen. It's crazy. Random cat says he used his grandma's physical address. I didn't know that. That is crazy. Wow. Um, and so the child sex abuse material stuff comes out. I believe he got busted twice for that, if I remember properly. But infuriating. I how old now? How old was he? Is he in his twenties? I believe the first time that something came out. He's in his thirties now. He's aging like curdled. But he's milk. in jail for like ever, right? I hope so. I hope so. If anyone knows, let us know. I love it when like child molesters go to prison. It's like my favorite thing ever. Yeah. Um, Mary P <laughs> says, I re- and I remember seeing this on the doc. The mm-hmm. porn star said that Josh, like it was consensual, but it was like not really. It- 12 years. That's so not fair. Oh, no. And he has a bunch of kids. Like his kids are the age of the children that were found on his computer i feel like if a man ever ever or a person ever has this type of materials on their computer they should never be able to access their children again it's really sick completely agree completely agree 
Uh, do you want to move on to something a little more, a little like more? Yeah, like, we've been real we, dark this episode. We don't Let's have to think, think about anything. This is. Yeah, <laughs> you're you are muted, Amanda. I know. I saw. It's at least notifying me this time. Let's talk about <laughs> Vanderpump Rules reunion mm. part three. I know you and just uh, Justine already talked about this. Everyone we did. That at, oh, here. Oh. Yes. We Go put it on all of our all of our uh, deep dive discussions about the reunion. The three episodes are on our Patreon account, so we talk about a little bit on the sh on the main feed, but mostly on Patreon. But yeah, so hooey, you and I played bingo. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, I but I was having such an issue with that because, like, I I was paying. I had I couldn't x out of the TikTok live that I was watching because I wouldn't uh -huh. be able to find it again. And I was so like overstimulated. It didn't even occur to me that you were going to have like you were going to be using your phone for both because I use my iPad for uh, to oh, watch no. the feed. And then I was being going on my phone. phone. I have three um, TVs in my house and the TV I use the most is just on my phone because yeah. I just like to be kind of be lying down like doing this. And then yeah. I drop it on my face. and oh, that's what, You see, you got to get one of these. This saves me from that. It's called a love handle. Ah. See, I used yeah. to have a pop socket, but I used to like fuck with it too much because of my yeah, OCD. Just so I had off. to get rid of it. Yeah. yeah. Well, it was just constant. I was constantly just doing oh, this gotcha, looks yeah. dirty. Uh, okay. <laughs> but, okay. Part three reunion. Now, uh, I agree with Justine when she said that people don't think that the big um, reveal is that big of a deal. But mm -hmm. I agree that it is like it does change. It just shows also how much lying. And it's also like, what is the utility of all these lies? Like he he tells the truth about like one, three, six, nine, twelve, eighteen different facts. But then the other yeah. ones he lies about. It doesn't make any sense. And uh, I think that Raquel Rachel comes off better than I thought she was going to. Anyway. Really? I, yes. I think okay. she is very stupid. I agree with you that she's a pageant girl. Yes. I think that she's just lost. Like she, like she is just, she's wandering through life right now, just like blindly. But mm -hmm. I think she does have remorse, but, and I think you said this too, it is a sense of like, do you think that you are going to be that special that you, this will not happen to you? Cause this is exactly what he did to Ariana. It's exactly what he did to Kristen. Mm -hmm. But I've been in this. I was with a guy who I found out he was married after six months and he did convince me that I was special. I'm like, mm -hmm. okay, well, and then he did divorce her. And then while we were dating, he got married to someone else secretly, but then we were still dating. So it was oh, like, wow. And I wasn't special, but I always felt like he he broke me down so much, but also like building me up at the same time mm -hmm. that I thought, oh no, this is that she was obviously his ex-wife is crazy. What a crazy bitch she is. Mm -hmm. Uh and I know you've been through oh yeah, similar yeah. stuff before. Yeah. Um the thing is that what's different is that Rachel was in the inner circle. 
she knew yes, that he yes. was with Ariana. She knew they were living together. She knew all of these things that you didn't know. You were just going off of what you were being told. So she had the mixture of what she was being told by Sandoval, which was all lies about how they never have sex and they don't love each other. And they're only together because they own the house together and blah, blah, blah. And it's hard to break up. And they're on the show, etc. But she also was on the inner circle seeing things. Um, and she could see that Ariana wasn't a bitch. And it was also her actual friend. Yes. I don't think a lot of people are out there saying, oh, Rachel's just stupid. She's just so dumb, blah, blah, blah. I don't think she's dumb. I think that, you know, book smart wise, is she dumb? Yes, she's a moron. Um, does she not understand that Lala was saying, I've been called a mistress? I've yeah, been she, called a She really thought she was making a point there. And she was she's not. like, you said you were a mistress and a homemaker. It's like, ah, you dumb bitch. That's not right. what I meant. Like, yes, is she basically dumb? Yes. But she is a pageant girl. She yeah. loves competition. She wants to be number one. She wants she's to be the girl. She literally wants a crown and a sash saying she's the prettiest girl on stage. Mm -hmm. And so that's the personality. That's the issue here is, you know, she sees Ariana and she says, I want to be chosen. I'm better. I'm smarter. I'm prettier. I'm this. I'm that. And that's what she was out for. She was you out were Justine who compared her to Robin Brown because I think that that's. Yeah. Bottom. Robin Brown's much smarter, but. Totally. Yeah. she's much more she's robin brown's a much worse person i think yes Mariana. yeah like she's just she's rotten down to her core mm -hmm. i also ha have rewatched the reunion <clears throat> several times lala and ariana really do go hard on raquel and like mm -hmm. i guess it's warranted but like it's pretty i feel like in 10 years this isn't gonna age that well watching that yeah like just but watching what they're saying to we her we do like, have to remember that this was filmed only a couple of weeks mm -hmm. after this news broke. It was so raw and fresh. And I can tell you with experience that the way that Ariana laid into Tom and Rachel is how I laid into my ex-husband when I found out all the shit he was doing to me. You are nothing. You are a loser. Like you just say the most, you have the most vitriolic things to say to someone. You just want to destroy them. And, uh, you know, most of us don't get the opportunity to do that on stage in front of millions of people. So I, I would absolutely yeah. have done the same thing. I never really did that to him, but I did send his mother an email saying that the world will be a better place when she dies. And I'm, I'm, and I thank God, uh, your, your son's shitty dick couldn't impregnate me so that there's no more, more of your DNA god. out there. Oh my god. See? But I mean. Didn't that make you man. feel good to say that? Yeah. And then she just yeah. wrote me back saying, you're just drunk. You're an alcoholic. And I was like, oh, all right. Good one. Oh, okay. yeah. Great. That's the one yeah, thing no. he would use against me. And I, I have to admit, like, when my, when I met my ex-husband, he, I had heard from his ex-girlfriend, like, hey, I know you guys were together while we were together, which we were not. We had not talked to each other when they broke up. We knew, like, I didn't even know who he was when we broke up, when they broke up. Um, I know because it doesn't make sense to me how someone can go from being in such 
a loving relationship with me to just walking out the door one day and blocking Mm -hmm. me and never talking to me again. The only thing that makes sense is that you guys had to be having an affair while we were together. And so, you know, the timeline wise, we were not together. We had not had an affair. He had just walked, walked right out on her, blocked her on everything randomly out of nowhere. And so me being 24 at the time, I thought, well, like, he just must not have been that into you like sorry about it like now he's married to me and we have this whole life together and like sorry you suck and you know now we're all happy together and then he did the exact same fucking thing to me and I can tell you that feeling of like sorry you suck I'm just like so pretty and smart and wonderful and like whatever kind of get off on it you do you that feeling I would just be transparent was like on another level of that yeah. I was this amazing woman. I would like I would like post stuff on Facebook and tag mm-hmm. him in it so that she could see it and oh, like yeah. feel bad. I remember sending her Awful. some real nasty te- messages that I never should have sent yep. someone that I didn't know that I didn't know their situation or anything but I was that arrogant bitch that was like I'm number one so I can see Rachel having that feeling mm-hmm. and I'll tell you what when I had that moment where I was still you know, in what I thought was a loving relationship and everything was cool. And then one day my husband comes home from work, packs a bag. is like, I don't love you. Walks out the fucking door and then calls the cops on me, accusing me of abuse mm-hmm. that never happened. I felt like a real yep. fucking asshole when it happened to me. Yeah. This so, is a, yes, Ray, that was bacon fingers. And we call him bacon fingers mm-hmm. because he threatened to sue me if I ever said his name. Like, and he okay. ate raw bacon because he's a fucking weird. And guy. he ate raw bacon. I and need to told... remember that we're on tick on YouTube and not. Be so I don't give a shit. If you're watching this, hi. Uh, let's uh, <laughs> let's move on to just quickly. By the way, guys, we're not doing the book today because the book is like sacred. That's like yes. Jody. But Jody mm-hmm. has to be right. By the way, my sound is probably different because I just unplugged my mic. I. I can't deal with the unmuting shit. I have the <laughs> I have new I have the new cord coming in today, so relax. Yeah, well, also you guys make sure that you are donating via PayPal so we don't have like mic issues anymore. Yeah, here we go. Yeah, I even have a <laughs> I even have a banner for that. See, I'm, see, I'm, Sign I'm up back. on Patreon, all that good yeah. stuff. It's fun stuff going on over here. Yeah. Uh, but let's talk. Let's talk about Gary's Graham a little bit here. Gary Shirley. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen Gary's Graham in a long time. All right. Well, let's check out this one. Mm. What is that? That looks like it's going to come out of you. The same way it went. Out of your asshole looking the exact same way. Uh, This is a baked potato bar. You can pick only one. Which one would you pick at Christina Shirley? By the way, these are six inch plates. LOL. They look big in the picture. Sure, Jan. This is... What would you describe this as? Slop. At least this is a big potato bar. So there's a big <laughs> potato under there somewhere. And why is and it then, called a, a baked potato bar? Does he mean like, oh, it's we got baked potatoes and then we put all the toppings out as like a bar yeah. like a buffet style? Okay. Yeah. That makes more sense. This um, just looks like a plate of farts. Like how plate has this man farts. not had a heart attack at this point? I don't I understand. really don't know that. Here's another one again. Completed diarrhea this time. Uh, okay, sorry. This is what it ended up looking like. Yum. Stuffed pepper soup. I do like, love stuffed bell peppers, but I don't think I've ever 
thought about it in a soup. I mean, just the the pipes in these people's um Seriously. the pipes in his home must be having the to relish be tray said they lost a ton of weight, and this must be why they're just it's going out as soon as G- it comes. Gary out. did lose a ton. Well, yeah, he he has lost a ton of weight. In the season yeah. I'm covering right now, he looks like he's about to explode. Um, okay, let's see. What's this one? Okay, you guys were right. Give yourself a pat on the back. This was some good stuff. I couldn't have done it without my wife at Christina Shirley. Thanks for doing most of the dishes. You're deaf. One of the most incredible peeps I know. Tons of spelling and grammar errors. What, there, what is, is that like a casserole? I think it's a sandwich. What? It looks like there's bread under there. And then, but, and then he just like, shit on it and then poured hot gravy he just didn't even bother to tell us what it was no does he have like some kind of recipe book or something because i feel like if you're gonna post about recipes this much you should be saving or sharing it he sends out cookies i think i think he owns a cookie company uh let's do one more wait what is this Mm, this one i enjoyed this is a enormous hoagie Slap this together for my darling Leah. She enjoys a good sub every now and then at Christina Shirley. This is for a 11-year-old child. This is like a party sub. I I couldn't get my mouth around this thing. No, that's like a 12-inch sub, it looks like. He just slapped it together, though, at Christina Shirley. Thank God, thank God I got a bite of that. I got to tell you, one of my biggest pet peeves when it comes to sandwiches is like people always rave about like Jimmy John's freaky fast delivery. Da, 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 da. And this is like one of my weird pet peeves. It's a cold sandwich. Of course it's freaky fast. Why should it take more than 10 minutes yeah. to come to you? You literally picked a piece of bread and threw some meat and cheese on it and then threw it in a bag. Yeah, it's but there's something, about, something Jimmy about New York's deli sandwiches that I'll never, I can never, I'll never find it again. The only sandwiches I like, I like hot ones. Like, put it through that little machine and crisp it up. I have one little segment. I wanted to go through, like, Sister Wives news, but, like, nothing has really happened. I pulled a couple Instagram pictures. Um, Here's something Janelle wanted us to know. That she bought a mini Farragun. Best bring-along investment for days and days of driving. Yeah, those are good. What is it? It's like it's basically like um, a massager that gets really intense. It's typically for like athletes and people who okay. work out and have very sore bodies. But I guess Janelle needs it for driving. Right. Here's another one. Uh, here's, this is a real. Did I get my taste in 80s music from her? Check. Uh, did, did she make me listen to the entire Glenn Campbell Best Hits album? Also, check. I think she's visiting Maddie right now. She needed us to know this. She also wanted us to know that she made a pizza the other day. And spoiler, turned out great. That does look good. I'm hungry. (laughs) (laughs) Turned out great. So along the lines of music, let me ask you, because everybody that grew up in like 80s, 90s, our parents had cassette tapes that we would have to listen to in the car. And like, what were some cassette tapes that you would listen to on repeat? Because we didn't have many of them on road trips and stuff like that neil diamond best of um bread cream uh the carpenters Mm -hmm. and then gypsy the gyps the bet midler gypsy (laughs) okay mine's very different 
I would say the uh, Celine Dion mm. uh, tape, mm-hmm. the Tony Braxton's first tape. We listen to a lot of a lot of that. Um, I remember on road trips, just listening to the radio, and that watermelon crawl song was on all the time. All if right. you break down drive, do the watermelon crawl. That one. Yes, um, yeah, very different. <laughs> lots of country. Yes, it's a little bit different. Um, a lot of oh, Unchained Melody. Okay, Latrice. Yeah, that kind of stuff. Yeah, no, a lot of, yeah, it was always the same things, and I just still mm-hmm. know them all by memory. Oh, yeah, for um, sure. Now, since we're not doing the book, I just have one little segment I'm adding in here for all my guests for okay. the summer. Um, and Jody will be back intermittently. I think she's coming back a couple weeks in July. I think we're doing maybe all of August, or we're taking August off. We need to figure out when Sister Wives is coming back. But... I thought I wanted to do a think fast questions segment here yeah. where I'm just going to ask you shit and answer as quickly as possible. This right? is where I'm probably going to get us in trouble. Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of it is like true crime stuff. All right. Oh yeah. Ready? Okay. All right. Uh, I should have like a, like a theme song playing right now, but of course I didn't prepare that. Okay. <laughs> Aunt Diane drunk or tooth abscess. Drunk. Elisa Lamb. Like, why would you put all those kids in your car? I know because she thought she was. I mean, I. She stopped at McDonald's for an orange juice. I definitely it was for vodka. Vodka, obviously. But I like as we go through these, I want to hear your answers too. Okay. Oh no, drunk. Uh, Elisa Lamb, manic episode or paranormal? Manic episode. She's the one in the tank on the hotel, right? Yeah, in the elevator. Manic episode. Yeah, I used to, I want it to be paranormal because it mm-hmm. is so creepy, but yeah. it kind of just has to be a manic episode. I mean, she climbed up the side of that building. Like, I, have you watched the documentary on Netflix? Because, like, uh, it has, so, like, all these. It's, it's just not that interesting to me. It's like somebody had an episode and ended up doing something dumb. Well, know. that's a pretty crazy way to end up, though. Like, she yeah, pulled it's pretty crazy, entire... but, like, yeah. I just don't need to watch six episodes about it. Oh yeah, no, it went. On, it definitely went on too long. Yeah. Okay. Um, Stevie Wonder, blind or nah? <laughs> I love, I love the theory that he's not blind. And so I, I know that. Like I want, I want him to. Know. What a great like it's on absurd. his deathbed if he's like I'm, I can see everything. Like it's absurd. He's absolutely cool. blind, but I choose to enjoy the theory that he's not. Right. I mean, he did catch that mic, though. Have you seen the video? Yeah. I mean, he caught it. No one else. I reached, choose to believe that he's not, it. but I know he is. <laughs> All right. Uh, who killed John Bonet? Uh, the creepy Santa. Huh? Say again. Creepy Santa. They had like a creepy Santa Ooh, at their me? party the night before, and he had, from what I believe, he had a history he was arrested or something so um that's that is i used to be a die hard burke did it and i am no longer i think it was creepy santa now have you seen the cbs documentary that man jody always talk about is it the one where they recreate things yeah it's a two-parter that convinced me completely that it was burke I don't think it was Burke. I think it was creepy Santa. It's just, you know, Burke obviously had a lot of issues, but I also think like he 
was the big brother of a pageant girl and all the attention and all the money and all the stuff went to the pageant girl and he probably just was screaming for attention wiping his poop everywhere and stuff like that i don't think he murdered her i think it was creepy santa all right people in the comments gene is saying joe in, uh, in salt lake city is saying he's le he's probably legally blind so he can like see shadows i guess i never put i never even considered <laughs> that's true but they've always kind of <laughs> made sense. it out to be like he is blind bro he can't see anything and so right you know. yeah at least i have i follow a lot of tiktoks now of people that are currently going blind or are legally blind mm -hmm. and so I'm, I'm understanding that whole world a little better now but i but i mean it's just it's a fun more fun theory. to think that he's not it's and he's just fun. really played the long game it's funny like it would it would <laughs> yeah. be funny if he if he all of a sudden came out. okay yeah uh, i think we know our answer on this but natalia grace child or adult child okay um Okay, main villain. Okay, this is an interesting one. Who was the main villain, like the master villain on Sister Wives? Cody or Robin? Robin. You think? Cody's dumb. Cody is just someone who wants to have a lot of money. He doesn't care how he gets it. If he has to like have his wives do all the work, then that's fine. He just doesn't want to do the work himself. Um, Robin is an absolute evil mastermind. And... Yeah. Um, she, he's a pawn in her life. Like he just will do anything for her. And that's that. A date with Kay. Hi, Kimberly. Hi. She says Mary. <laughs> I mean, it could be Mary actually based on the book. Mary's the one that kind of got him into the polygamy oh, thing. And maybe like Mary's not that into Cody and just did away with him but then he did away with her so i don't think she's winning anything i mean he'd already broken down the wives so much already leading up to robin but then robin was kind of a blessing because all three of the other women were kind of forced to become their own women and be yep. like powerful which yep. really cody doesn't like that woman having their own thoughts that ray thinks that creepy santa killed john benet too see yep i see the there you go all right, I'm going to look into that theory a little more. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, correspondent Jean says, I refuse to give Robin the credit of mastermind. I mean, she's stupid, but she's not like, like she's, wait, sorry, I keep clicking stuff. Um, she's stupid. Like she's definitely dumb as rocks. Yes. But like Mendes emotionally, she's she's a, a criminal mastermind. And just said that the patriarchy is the main villain. You win. That's the truth. Yeah. That's, yeah. Absolutely. Men. Men in general. <laughs> Men are the villain, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Okay, um, Maura Murray, alive in Canada or wandered into the woods? I don't know this total story. I'm, I, I can't give you an answer on that one because I don't really know the story. Okay, you should look that one up because it is very interesting. But she, um, she had this weird relationship with her dad, but um, she kind of ran away from college and she accidentally crashed. And some guy, man who like lived near that area, uh, came and found her. And she was like, oh, uh, no, I'm fine. Don't call the cops. But he called the cops anyway. So then when the cops came, she was gone. But like there was all this alcohol in her backseat. And there was a can of like Diet Coke that had like wine in it. Mm. And so to that, I put... I mean, logically, she yeah. was probably wasted and didn't want to get in trouble. And then she mm -hmm. wandered off into the woods. Yeah. And it Before was you even mentioned the alcohol, when you said that the guy was going to call the cops and she said, don't, I was mm -hmm. like, oh, she was drunk. 
So she was drunk. She got in a wreck. She didn't want to get in trouble. Ran into the woods, got lost. People get lost in the woods all the time. Yeah. I got lost on a walking trail uh, five minutes from my yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> so. I know it can happen. And, and it was like the middle of the night. But then mm-hmm. also there's all these theories like some dogs tracked her sent to like the middle of the road and then it was gone. So like they think maybe she was caravanning with someone. So someone else mm. picked her up and then she left. Maybe. And then there was like um like a, a dish rag in the in the car pipe and that her dad had told her to do so that the car wouldn't over I don't know something car some car term. I don't know car related things. Okay, yeah, people are saying Woods. Uh, Kimberly, date with K K and K says Woods. I'm going to go with Kimberly because she's the truth. She does. She knows things. Yep. And Julia says she also hit her head pretty good on the windshield. Okay. Okay. There's like all these documentaries about her. But I would really recommend you just spending a day to. Yes, I was going to ask that one as well. Did Carol Baskin kill her husband? So I was going to ask you, is he living in another country has he faked his own death and moved to another country because remember she said that recently that they found him she's like oh they found him in this other country he's alive and well oh then, i haven't been keeping up with that at all well then his kids came out and said that's not true there's no proof that my father is alive that he's in the other country or whatever do you think she killed him i don't know i mean she seems everyone in that tiger community seems wacko so mm-hmm. I wouldn't put it past her. And it would be a, a great way to uh, to get rid of a dead body is just feeding it to a bunch of tigers. Yeah. But I don't know. Everyone in that story is. Oh, Jean doesn't think he's dead. Ray says he's alive. Kimberly says, I know nothing, actually. It's okay. I still, believe, I still That's, feel yeah, like, I, feel like I, 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 can, I can still go with you. You know uh, they, <laughs> they were in on a fake death together. Okay. Interesting. I love this. I'm going to keep these questions for next week when I ask uh, Carlin. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Tusk, cinematic masterpiece or an abomination that should never be viewed by anyone else? <laughs> cinematic masterpiece. Duh. What's your answer? <laughs> I kind of agree with what you said. Where like, it sticks with you. It made an impression on me. Yeah. What does everybody in the chat think? Again? You love it or yeah. hate it? <laughs> but also, it, it's, I just love whenever you bring it up on Resting Bitch Face. It's just because... I almost feel like Justine is triggered by Tusk, like Jody's <laughs> triggered by Howie the Crab. It always uh, makes me happy. I just love those like long running inside jokes, especially mm-hmm. when like you and Jody have things or, you know, whenever I hear a little ounce of that long running joke, it makes me giggle. So Tusk is mine. <laughs> part of something together. Exactly. <sighs> all right. Well, that's all I have for this week. Uh, do you have anything? Do you have any follow up? follow-up things smash that like smash that like like yeah i i'm so happy to be on here with you thank you for having me i love again i tell people this all the time like my favorite thing about podcasting is i feel like i'm just getting together with one of my best friends mm-hmm. and talking about all the fun stuff we would talk about if we weren't recording so totally yeah love it my mom is always saying that she like I know my mom's always worried about me because she thinks I'm like lonely and I'm like but I do hang out with people all week like you don't understand that. Yeah. 
It's just exactly. different than it was for like you for people. It's your just different. Age. Yeah. And we record yeah. it to share with other people and then they feel like they're our friends too. And I love that. Yeah. That's why I, I wanted to keep these lives going. We still have the same amount of people pretty much. So nice. thanks for joining us guys. And yeah. uh, you know, Jody, Jody will be popping in every so often, but then she'll be back forever until uh, when sister wives starts. Oh my God, it's happening, Michael. Um, one last thing. I'll say hi to Latrice. Hi, Well, I saw Walter in the background, and I feel like I'm seeing celebrities just walking around behind okay. you. <laughs> but Walter's a good boy, and he doesn't walk around and unplug my mic. That's okay. Um, well, I guess that's it. Everyone check out. Uh, let me see if I can find the fucking brand here. Everyone check out Resting, Resting Biatch Face. With me and Justine. Instant uh, on Instagram, we're at Resting Bitch Pod. And uh, we're also on Patreon. You can find that in our link tree on our Instagram. Great. Also, um, this week, me and Nick are recording an episode of Squirrel Friends Cocktail Hour. Maybe. We're both such pieces of shit that we're like, I go tomorrow. Do you want to? Well, maybe the next day. It's maybe a free. Day. It's a free podcast. Yeah, you know? it's a free podcast. We'll give yeah. we'll give it to you when you get it. <laughs> um, and I guess that's it. Just uh, hold on one second while I figure out how the Jody's the one that does all this. So uh, hey, you got to learn. Quick outro. Yeah, there we go. I think we're ready. All right. If that's nothing else, um, yeah, you're all adults. Bye bye. Bye. Well, guys, it's been a blast. Thank you so much for joining us today on our We Love to Hate Everything channel. Please do not forget to hit that subscribe button. Give us a like or even a comment and click on that bell if you want notifications because you never know when we might pop up and go live. Please check out our other two podcasts on Patreon where we snark on even more TV, movies, and pop culture. We got Total Request Podcast, that's patreon.com slash trpod, and we love to hate TV, patreon.com slash love to hate TV. Thanks again, and we will see you next time. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.